Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's incredible to think that when we bear a child, their whole world lays in our hands. How they're raised, what lessons we teach them, and the values we pass along are all up to us as parents. Sometimes, though, we hold much more than just these virtuous things. Sometimes their life literally is held in our grasp. And if we let go, death may rear its ugly, grim gaze. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you just looking at me like... (laughs) I was expecting you to talk. Oh, well, I was waiting for you to finish. Good God. This is a good intro, hey? I thought you were going to say something and add on (laughs) to it. Well, I know, but I thought you were still wishing everyone a whatever no i i thought you might jump in and say something too merry christmas happy holidays happy days off we hope everyone enjoyed themselves there we go holy shit (laughs) we're also over here just like a little hammered on mimosas just oh we're not we're not we're not at all i'm only on mimosa number what two for i've been milking this mimosa all day that mimosa is going on like hour three yeah it's actually been bothering ben so much because i was not like room temperature and flat it is that's disgusting still tastes fine though that is not gonna waste it i just been kind of busy and then i was up in the loft and i didn't take it up there and and yeah, it was sitting on the counter, and I'm surprised you actually just didn't finish it because you kept bitching about why it was still there. I was tempted, but then I realized at this point it's probably just going to be nastiness, so <laughs> I avoided it. It tastes quite good. I, I No. I have a feeling that is going to taste like the next day's, like, after okay, a don't. party. Let's just not because that drink I'm still that's trying, left over on a counter. I'm still trying to enjoy this. I think everyone knows. Ben ruins this. Like you ruin so many things. Right before we're about to like eat or enjoy anything, you're just like compare it to the most nasty of shit, and then I have to try to enjoy it. If it looks like vomit, I'll say it looks like vomit. I'm sorry. (gasps) You very much so do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. My bad. So this episode seems like it might need a trigger warning, eh? Um, it definitely does. Anyone that has an infant of sorts. Um, so yeah, trigger warning, um, this handles in the death of a child. Um, and it also deals with, uh, severe mental issues with, um, depression and Mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts. Oh, which is sad because this time of year, it's like, that's so 
prominent. Yes. So I will put a uh, a helpline in the description of this podcast as well. If you think that you might be having these sort of thoughts, please seek help. Um, there is a link down below where you can find help. I mean, please, please take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, there's a lot of people out there who actually help us on a weekly basis, and that is people over on Patreon. Right. And we got a, cute, a few of them sign up over the holidays, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, so those people over there are always supporting us. Not that you guys here aren't. Trust me, we seriously appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Um, they get that little bit of extra content over there. They're supporting us over there. They get even uh, a whole episode at the end of the month. Yeah, that's coming up. And yeah. we, you, lots of times we'll do pre-shows before each episode and it's just kind of a little bit more behind the scenes of what's going on with us or with the podcast or whatever. So. Yeah. We've done trivia giveaways on there. You name it. So it's mm-hmm. a great place to be. Um, and the people we had signing up this week, we have Kim, Kirsten Newman, Magnolia Henson, Stephanie and Stephanie Marino. Nice. So thank you very much for signing up over on Patreon. We appreciate, we appreciate, we <laughs> appreciate that support. We absolutely do. And if you want to go sign up on Patreon, link is below. But if not, like I've already said before, we appreciate you just being here regardless. So we thank sure you for do. that too. I just kicked your please soccer ball accidentally. Way to go. I was playing with it. She's sleeping. She didn't notice. It's all good. <laughs> she got spoiled rotten, that dog. Oh. Yeah, she did. Definitely. Yeah. My gosh, she actually plays with the toys that we give her, though. So it's kind of nice. Most dogs, it just sits in a bin. Well, and I think like she's got some at the bottom of her bin that aren't getting used. I think we should probably donate them to the SPC. We should. Yeah. yeah. Give them to a the dog that would like some new toys. 100%. Okay. You ready to dive into this case? I just had a slurp of my mimosa, so I'm ready. <laughs> good. Um, before we do that, I do hope everyone had a very good happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Like we already said at the beginning, right? Right. Okay. I just want to I see if there's going to be another. I again. I was just watching you. Because, okay, I'm sorry, but two times in a row, it's a you. It's, it's a, a me. You. It's a me, Mario. Because <laughs> it almost sounds like you have more to say, and then you just abruptly stop and stare at me like the, I'm supposed to fucking be saying well, something. I did it on purpose that time. Good Lord. Okay, let's go here. <laughs> All right. Okay, so our case starts off in July 5th of 2015. Holy shit, that's newish. That's like. Almost 10 years ago. No, it isn't. It's only 2022. But in like a few days, it's going to be 2023. But still, that makes it only like seven years old or eight years old. <laughs> yeah, it's coming on a decade. Fine. So the summer heat was beginning to roll through Portland, Oregon, with temperatures reaching as high as 36 degrees Celsius or 96.8 degrees Fahrenheit. It was on this muggy evening that a 22-year-old man by the name of Tony Moreno, was out for a stroll with his seven-month-old son, Aiden Moreno, in the stroller. Tony was pushing his son along the sidewalk on their way to the destination. The wheels would clunk every time they passed along the seam of the concrete. Clunk, 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 clunk as they walked along. Their destination was Aragoni Bridge, named after the state legislator Charles J. Aragoni. The bridge runs perpendicular to the Connecticut River and connects Middletown to Portland. There on the bridge is a view of the cities and the rushing river 100 feet below. Once they arrived on the bridge, Tony stopped pushing the stroller. He took on the view from the city as he stood there, and then he took out his cell phone. He began to dial a number and waited for his mom to pick up on the other end. The conversation wasn't long. He needed her to do him a favor. 
As they spoke, his son was heard crying briefly in the background before he asked her to come to the bridge and pick up his cell phone and the stroller he was pushing. And then, before much more could be said, he hung up the phone right after saying, sorry, just tell everyone I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, that is a call you just would never want to receive. No. So the mom, needless to say, was oh. was on edge here. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine your son just being like, yeah, pick up my stroller and cell phone here and I'm sorry. Tell everyone I'm sorry. I know because at that point it's just, it's, I'm not going to say too late, but it's like, especially if you're not right with the person, like, what are you supposed to do? Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, after he ended the call with his mother, he then began texting with an individual named Adrian Oyola. Okay. Now, Adrian was the mother of their son, Aiden. Okay. The two met when Adrian was 13 years old and Tony was 17. Okay. That's some age difference for that age. Well, and then they began dating when she was 16 and he was 20. Now, there is an obvious age difference here and Adrian was clearly underage. Yes. Okay. But I'm not yeah. going to dive too much into that for this episode. Um. But yeah, that on its own, kind of creepy. Let's put it that way. Anyways, regardless, the two ended up living together during the relationship and when she was pregnant. Now, during her pregnancy, however, things changed a bit in their relationship. Tony began showing signs of depression. He was struggling and apparently even began to get, get a bit aggressive in the relationship, Aww. uttering threats and, and those sort of things. Mm -hmm. All in all, we do know that their relationship was on the rocks. Then Adrienne did what needed to be done. She broke up with Tony. Okay. While she was still pregnant, I'm assuming. I couldn't find if it was while she was still pregnant or after she had their kid. Okay. Um, all I know is that it was kind of around that same sort of time. I'm thinking it was prior to when she was still pregnant. Mm -hmm. Kind of how the timeline plays out and here. And super young, really. Yes, definitely. She was still in high school. Well, yeah. So she, because she would have been pregnant at like 17 or something, mm -hmm. I'm assuming here. Yep. So now reportedly, Tony actually tried to rekindle things and proposed to her the night of her high school prom even. Oh, wow. Okay. But she said no. Mm. And then she apparently almost missed her high school graduation because Tony stole her dress and shoes. Oh out my of anger. gosh. Seriously. Yes. Well, that's not the way to win someone back. Definitely not. No. <laughs> um, now, these stories, though, they do not have a lot of information around surrounding them. So I can't talk a whole lot on it, unfortunately. Um, but what we do know is they were struggling to the point that Adrian actually feared she and their son, Aiden, were unsafe. Oh, really? Hey? Yes. So it's kind of something that he might be struggled with for longer. Oh, there's a high potential of yeah. it, yes. Like it was an ongoing battle probably yes. for it, him. It seems that way. Now, with this case, there isn't a whole lot of information prior to um, the night of the incident. I'll say that. Um, only what is kind of said through statements afterwards. That's all we really know. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of guesswork in the prior buildup to this. Um, I'm not touching on any of that guesswork. I'm mostly just going on all the facts that we know through individuals who are involved, but we can't dive deeper into it because it's just guesswork, right? Right. So regardless though, she felt unsafe. 
So she filed for a temporary restraining order in June of 2015. Now, this restraining order would only last two weeks as she and Tony worked out a custody agreement to try and co-parent their son together, which I absolutely love. Yeah, that's super good. I do understand there's there's exceptions to every rule. Okay, I'll just say that right now. There is. Oh, yeah. There would there could be a reason why one of them couldn't have the child in their custody. Yes. For sure. So there are exceptions to every rule. However, nine times out of 10, I do think that parents need to try and work together for the benefit of their child. Mm-hmm. I think that there's it's probably the most beneficial thing you can do. It's probably going to be a worse off situation if you avoid that. Yeah. Unless the extenuating circumstances. Yeah, because I'm kind of thinking that in this situation, it might not have been for the best. You're probably thinking right. Okay. Okay. Uh, It was only actually a few days after that agreement, though, that that Uh, not being for the best would happen. Gosh. Because it was only a few days after that agreement that Tony took his son Aiden for that stroll to Aragoni Bridge. Now, this bridge, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we kind of already know where it's going. But Aragoni Bridge is a bridge that has a reputation for being the place where people go to commit suicide. Okay, so we've been to Portland. Yes. I feel like so many of these cases we haven't actually ever ventured to. But um, I wonder if we would have seen this bridge. Uh, there's a potential because when we drove through, it was it was the evening. Yeah, I feel like we probably would have. Yeah, because we left, we got there in the evening, and we left in the evening. So I can't recall seeing specific bridges. I do know we passed over bridges. Yeah. That's all I can recall. I'd have to kind of go back on like Google Maps and mm-hmm. stuff and look. Um, so out on this bridge, while standing there, Tony would text Adrian and she would text back and they would have this exchange and the messages went kind of like this. Well, not kind of like this. Exactly. They went like this. Now, there could be some messages in between that weren't brought up, Mm -hmm. but these are the ones that I found. Tony would say, you won't talk to me tomorrow or any other day. Enjoy your new life without us now. Adrian, Tony, I'm trying to make this co-parenting thing work. You're sick, not a parent anymore. Their conversation kind of went back and forth for a bit. When Adrian asked where he and their son were, Tony responded by saying, he's dead. Oh. And soon I will be too. Oh, no. Adrian responded by, you couldn't kill your own son. Please don't hurt Aiden. Please. Oh, shit. That's brutal. That's so brutal. Could you imagine getting that text? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my heart's just like sinking right now. He's dead. And soon I will be too. Yikes. I cannot imagine what would be going through a mother's head receiving a text regarding their son like that. Yeah. Like a mother, let alone anyone really. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is heavy. Yeah. Like she'd be freaking the fuck out. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And totally understandable. She immediately contacted authorities. Yeah. And authorities made their way to the scene as quickly as possible. Did, and did they know where they were going? Did, he didn't say where they were to her though, right? I assume he would have, yes. Oh. Because she called authorities and let them know. Okay, dang. So it was there on the bridge. They found an empty stroller. Oh. And Tony clinging to the edge of the bridge. Wow. Okay. Tony's mother was also present as she had showed up just before the police. 
And there she was pleading with him to move towards her and away from the edge. But he said he couldn't. So he, okay, I have questions here, but just I'll, maybe I okay. just need to let you keep going. What do you got for questions? So he, he didn't jump off the bridge. Like, what do you mean clinging? He's standing on there holding to the handrail still, looking over the handrail into the, into the river. And there's no baby to be found. There is no baby to be found right now. But the baby was there when they got to the bridge. Yes. The mother heard the baby crying on the bridge. Holy In the background shit. of the phone call. Okay. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Well, I don't know, actually. This is not good. This is not good. Well, I'm okay. Of course. So the, the baby's in the river. The baby's in the fucking river. You think? I don't know. Okay, let's go here. We need answers. This is brutal. Well, Middletown police officer Austin Smith also tried to talk to Tony, but was unsuccessful talking him down. Okay. Instead, Tony put both his hands on the railing and hurled himself over, dropping into the water below, almost 100 feet below. With his freaking mom and stuff right there. Correct. Wow. His mother oh. watched him jump off the bridge. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This is really, really, really heavy. Other officers on scene were down below and quickly found Tony treading water after he impacted on the surface. Oh, he wow. had survived. Because that's not likely, right? The odds are that you wouldn't. Correct. The odds are you wouldn't. Though on this bridge, there are others to have reportedly survived as well. Hmm. Um, I mean, a hundred feet, that's a long ways, but in the grand scheme of things, that's survivable for sure. It is. Yeah. But I mean, you'd have to, you wouldn't be prepared necessarily to land the right way and you'd have to land the right way to survive that. Yes, you would. So he must've lucked out. Kind of out. a fluke. Yeah. If you end up landing the right way, feet first or something to minimize your impact, mm -hmm. then, then yeah, it's survivable for sure. But if you landed like a belly flop, you're done. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized I sound like the Kool-Aid man when I said, oh, yeah, which oh, yeah. <laughs> was, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you, he actually has a, a mugshot after this where, yeah, his he's got major black eyes. Like his really? eyes are seriously swollen. And, yeah. Holy shit. So like the fact that he didn't die is pretty lucky. Yes. And officers were on scene there. So they managed to pull him out rather quickly and they immediately – Where's the baby? Where's exactly. the freaking baby? It's the first thing they asked. They immediately asked, where is the baby? Like praying to freaking God that like this baby actually is somewhere else. Yeah. And one of the officers recalls actually being like inches from his face, like screaming at him multiple times. Where is the baby? Like, where is he? But Tony didn't respond. Oh my God. He just sat there, looked up at the officers and was silent. And there was no sign of seven month old little Aiden. Okay, well, I'm just like, maybe there's a possibility that some, he's somewhere else. Well, but. he was found two days later, and he would be found by kayakers in oh. the water, 14 miles downstream of the bridge. Seriously? Yes. So this guy actually threw his fucking seven-month-old baby off the bridge. Like you're lit, you're not kidding that like this is that's like what happened. I all I can say right now is 
His baby went over the bridge. Yes. Wow. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. So, so Aiden's autopsy revealed several things. One of which was a large skull fracture that was approximately four, four inches long. Wow. And the second was foaming at the mouth and nose, which was consistent with drowning. Oh, I has all this weight. His estimated death showed that it was the same day he went missing. In his autopsy, he had died two days prior, which was when he went missing. And so, so like if he did throw him off this bridge which it's seeming like he did, like the baby didn't actually die from the impact, that he died from drowning? Would have died from drowning, it seems, as far as the autopsy goes, yes. However, would he have survived the impact if he didn't drown? That is another question on its own. Wow. So the cause of death was drowning. Wow. I'm kind of almost speechless here. It's brutal, isn't it? Well, there's so much that I like want to say, but the fact that like the dad had a mental health, like serious mental health issue, you know, it's hard to even say anything in regards to that. It is. But like. It is. You have to like. Mental health or not though, this is a sick thing to do. Like that's your kid. And like, if you're not of sound mind, like you need to say like, I can't take the kid right now. Yep. So it was clear. Of course, we've already talked about it, that young Aiden went over the edge of the bridge into the water. Um, and wow. he did not survive. However, there are two very different stories that came came out during his trial. I have another question. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Like, this is actually really hard to grasp, right? So I like my brain is, I might just have more. We're just going to have to deal with okay. that. Okay. So... If the kayakers, did they find this baby just like floating in the water or was it like on the bank? Do we know this? I don't know. All I know is from the reports that came forward, kayakers found Aiden. Probably I'm assuming in the on the bank actually because it was two days later and not that far of a distance. So, But it all depends on the flow of the river though too, right? How fast it's flowing. Or if it got uh, yeah, and 14 miles. Ooh. So it's seven miles a day. Like it's it's hard to say. So there's a lot of variables within that and variables that were not answered in any sort of report or article that I was able to find. Brutal. Okay. So in the court proceedings, like I said, there are two different stories. Now it was mentioned in court that Tony, while being evaluated in the hospital by psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist was Samira Solomon, that Tony was saying he had thought about killing himself, but did not want to leave his son be raised by his ex-girlfriend's family. Okay. So the so she told the jury that Tony was quote ambivalent about being alive and had recent thoughts and intent to kill his son. 
because if he wasn't there, he didn't want anyone else raising this baby, basically. Essentially, I guess. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. well. Now, in another interview, she said, I recall the patient being adamant about his intention to be dead before he was arrested. And she also added that Tony wanted to commit suicide, but quote, was afraid of his son living in his current life situation. So he wanted to kill himself and his son. Hmm. Now, another interview with a completely different individual, mind you, went a little bit like this. It was Officer Lee Buller who was on the scene for his rescue and also talked about things Tony mentioned while in hospital. Apparently, he had explained that, and this is a quote from Officer Lee Buller, he said he knew what he needed to do. And when he asked to clarify what needed to do was, yeah. Tony's response was that, quote, he needed to kill his son and then kill himself. And the reason for killing his son was so that he wouldn't have to have been raised by his ex-girlfriend's yeah. family. I mean, because he's so mentally unstable that he's like justifying this in his mind. Yeah. Which is, wow. Now, in another interview regarding, regarding while Tony was in the hospital, Detective Dane Semper said that Tony directly admitted to killing his son. Quote, I asked him directly if he dropped Aiden from the bridge. He nodded, yes. Wow. And this quote from the detective Dane Semper was actually allowed to be used as evidence in court. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So this was the story that prosecutors would be pursuing. A sick individual, whether you want to look, however you want to look at the word sick, mm -hmm. because he was clinically ill. He had mental disabilities or mental issues, whatever. But he also did a very sick, disgusting he did. act. He very much so did. Um, so a sick individual who threw their son over the bridge and then jumped in a suicide attempt to end their own life in retaliation after Adrian broke off the relationship. They even had the text messages between Tony and Adrian to help paint this picture. Mm -hmm. You know, right. you won't talk to me tomorrow or any other day. Enjoy your new life without us. And the mom's phone call. I imagine she would have kind of shared that a bit. Yeah. And of course, the biggest one of all he's dead and soon i will be too yep so, so you know you know it's almost a wonder if he did actually text her once he'd already like thrown this little baby off the bridge hey like was he actually dead when he was messaging with her there's a possibility of that definitely now i'm going to get touch on this here a little bit Okay. About in a little bit because Tony claims otherwise. Now, Tony's story is a bit different. He claimed he did not murder his son. He did say it was an accident. It's important to note that Tony was willing to plead guilty to any other charge other than murder and was actually offered a 50-year um, plea if he pled guilty. So 50 years in jail if he pled guilty. He refused. Okay. So his defense attorney addressed the court and said this, we want the jury to know Mr. Moreno accepts criminal responsibility for his son's death. He was alone with his son when his son went into the water. 
Mr. Moreno accepts responsibility for his son's death, but in his view, it was not murder. Sorry, was the 50 years like a plea bargain? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so long though, hey? That is. Because it doesn't seem like a plea bargain. That was the plea bargain. So if he accepts murder charges, if he pleads guilty to murder, it would only be 50 years. Okay. But he refused. Well, I mean. Because it wasn't murder. Gosh, that's some serious neglect then because I can't imagine how you would accidentally throw your child over a bridge. Well, while taking a stand, Tony said he was walking along the Aragoni Bridge between Middleton and Portland. There, he was spending time with his son and was pointing out landmarks, which included the movie theater that they could view, where he and Adrian had shared their first kiss. Okay. But the kid is only seven months old. Yeah. So I I don't know. Uh, Sorry. Maybe you would still be pointing out landmarks. I mean, of course you would be, right? You're sure. I guess you would be. You talk to your your child no matter how old they are, if they understand or not. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Especially when it's come to the mother and father having a rocky relationship. He might be wanting to rekindle things or something. And he's reminiscing and trying to share these important things with his son. And hey, that's where mom and I had our first kiss. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'd probably do that to Ripley. Yeah. It may <laughs> so, not be fair. To the dog. <laughs> it may not be something that's important to their son, Aiden, but it might be something that's important to, to Tony. To him. No, that's fair. I get that. So... While in court, defense attorney Norman A. Pattis asked Tony, quote, did you intend to kill your son, Aiden Moreno, on July 5th, 2015? And Tony answered, no. So the attorney asked, what happened? To which Tony replied, I dropped him. I dropped him. I dropped him. Okay. Now, that is also important if you talk about um, that piece of evidence that Detective Dane Semper was talking about, because he asked if he dropped Aiden, mm-hmm. and he said yes. Drop, uh, dropped does not mean on purpose. Dropped does not necessarily mean like I threw him over the bridge. Correct. Okay. So regarding the texts he sent Adrian, Tony testified that their son was still alive during those texts. So it's kind of angry texts sort of situation, right? right? Which, I mean, people can definitely get that way. I don't understand it, but people do say things that they don't mean in the heat of the moment. Oh, absolutely. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So when he was asked to reenact what happened that night for the jury in the courtroom, he was provided with a doll and a mock-up section of the bridge railing. There, Tony demonstrated in the court how he was standing with his son in his arms. And there's actually pictures of this you can find online in the, of him holding this doll on this mock-up in the courtroom. Oh, okay. I thought you meant on the bridge because I was like, there's got to oh. be people have been dri- driving by witnessing this. No, there's, there's a mock-up in the courtroom okay. with like the railing and everything. And he's provided with a doll. So okay. the, he's holding it in the courtroom, uh, acting it out, reenacting the situation. Hmm. And while he's doing this, he said... I picked him up out of the stroller and I was just walking back and forth talking to him. And at this point, defense attorney Pattis asked Tony if, while leaning on the railing with Aiden essentially perched on the edge, did he lose grip or control of his son? Tony was a wreck and was unable to collect himself to answer the question in court. 
Holy. I, that's brutal to be having this like baby anywhere near the railing. Like what is mm -hmm. he doing? Yeah. Well, we've seen situations similar to this live TV, the Michael Jackson incident, for example, right? I can't recall what the fuck that incident is. Michael what is Jackson it again? was in a hotel or something like that. And oh, I think yeah. it was somewhere in Europe. It's coming back to me. And yeah, he held his son basically over the ledge yeah. for, for media and stuff, but it looked very, very scary. Like in the moment, I guess people, I mean, you never really think that anything bad's going to necessarily happen. Yeah, like you, you don't. generally don't. Lots of times when disasters happen, you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, I'm a safety professional. I talk to people all the time who have accidents. They're like, yeah, I just, it was a dumb thing. I can't, like, I shouldn't have done that. Of course. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You never, Absolutely. Like you said, you never think you're going to get hurt. No. So. Um, defense attorney Pattis would also ask a very important question for the defense to the individual who performed the autopsy. He asked if they found any sign that Aiden had a condition called myoclonus, which causes muscle spasms. Oh. However, it was said that there was no evidence of that condition, but it may not be evident upon post-mortem examination. So almost like Aiden... I don't know. I mean, kids that age, that age, I think, are really, like, wiggly, right? Yeah. So it's almost kind of saying that he, like, wiggled out of his dad's arms in, in a sense. Essentially, yes. If you're looking at that specific statement or question towards the autopsy individual, he, he could be hensing that there's a condition where he causes almost seizure-like, I guess, um, spasms, which would probably add to the risk of an individual being dropped. I do think that would be known, though, that some a family member or the mom would be able to kind of identify yes. that. But I'm I'm just saying, okay, well, I don't think the kid had that, but like, there maybe he like wiggled, like he just yeah. wiggled a lot, or, or I don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. There, there's whether you have this condition in as a factor or not, it's a possibility still. Mm -hmm. If you have that situation where. You are dangling your kid essentially Ugh. over the edge. Gosh, that just makes me want to, that's just so cringe, like so bad. Yeah, it's brutal. The visuals of that is just horrific. Yeah. So Tony's defense, essentially talking that one way or another, he accidentally dropped his son over the edge and already having his suicidal tendencies, now having Ugh. his son gone. I mean, I'm pretty sure. That would be the icing on the cake yeah. for himself. Yeah. But the prosecution said that uh, he willingly threw his son overboard before committing, attempting to commit to take his own life. Well, I mean, the evidence is kind of there to show that as well. Yeah. Very strong evidence, if I may say. The text to the mother? Yeah. Yeah. The admissions in the hospital to three different individuals? Yeah about taking his son's life, I guess, to the to the one detective. He did say dropped. He didn't specifically say, but regardless. It was in February of 2017, Tony Moreno, regarding the death of his son, Aiden, would be found guilty. Okay. Judge Good. Alpido Vital sentenced him to 60 years for murder, as well as 10 years for the risk of injury to a minor. 
The sentencing will be served consecutively, which means Tony has 70 years without parole. Mm-hmm. Like he'll, I'm assuming that he will not ever get out. Yeah, I assume not. Because he's in his 20s, right? And yeah. then, yeah. So at the sentencing, Judge Vital said this. Not only did you violate and intentionally kill your seven-month-old son, but you taunt his mother as you commit the act with text messages that were aptly described as, quote, demonic, just so you could add to her unfathomable grief. Yeah. Outside of the courtroom, after the sentencing, Adrian Oyola, who is Aiden's mother, read the following statement to reporters. Oh man, my goosebumps already are arriving here. I would like to thank Judge Vital for the maximum sentence in this case, and now Aiden can rest in peace, knowing that justice was served. I feel bad for Denise Monero, Tony's mom? mother. Yeah. She did the best she could with her son. It's not her fault. My prayers are with her. I would like to thank the Middletown Police Department, state's attorney, the police, the first responders, and everyone who searched and rescued for my son, and the victims, advocate especially. Please continue to respect my privacy while I continue to mourn my son, and please keep Aiden in your prayers and thoughts. Wow. The fact that she even acknowledged his mom really like shows something about her, I feel like. It really does. Yeah, like that was that was not something I was expecting. Like that statement actually was pretty wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in a sense, both those mothers just lost their sons. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, so yeah, she's almost able to grasp potentially what you know she's kind of going through too. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh, this is so hard because the fact that he had like a mental illness, but oh my gosh, it's what he has put the mother through and this poor child who was seven months old just not like doesn't have a life yeah now there is one more thing oh i don't know if we can take any more here i went back and forth a lot on whether or not i was going to add this last piece to the end oh shit because if i do that means i'm letting tony have the final words okay and while i don't want that to happen I also think that it's a very important lesson to be learned here with what he says. Okay, let's hear it. So with that in mind, I'm going to let him have those final words. On Tony's cell phone were some recovered files, things he wanted people to find on his phone after he jumped, for example. Okay. One was a message to Adrian, a message that he ultimately deleted, but was recovered. And that message said this. You knew in advance what I planned on doing, and you never tried stopping. You never even asked me not to do it, and that hurt me more than you'll ever know. But after everything that happened between us, I guess I deserved that. But just know that at the end of everything, I waited for you to come and stop me, to come and save me, and tell me things would be okay, that you still love me. But that was just hopeful wishing, apparently. That's bullshit, actually. The way to just like put even more guilt on there. Yes. So it's not that I'm believing his words. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, Tony did a horrific thing. 
And for that, he should rot. Don't get me wrong. But I guess at some point he was calling and he was asking for help. He's he's asking for help. He's reaching out. He's crying for help. That message in itself is a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, I just want to say if anyone out there needs help, know that acts like this are never the solution. No. They are never the way to go. Please seek help. Um, again, we've put that hotline in the description of this podcast. Um, seek it out if you need it. Well, because unless you like black and white spell it out, I don't think that people necessarily go there to like, oh, this is like he's serious. Like this is actually what's going to happen. Yeah. Like I just don't think people fathom that they need to. There's some people that be like, yeah, I need to help. But like they're not going to unless you really spell it out, realize the extent of it and putting that pressure and even I don't know how to word this, but power to someone else, like it's just not going to save you. You need to, you need to do more. You do need to do more. And if you do choose a route where you're attempting to take your own life or others around you, there is significant impact on those who are left behind. Mm -hmm. And it's not a good situation for yourself or anyone. Ask help, reach out. People don't know if you're serious or not. Let them know that you're serious. Yeah. I mean, it's just human nature. We don't necessarily go to the worst possible outcome. We don't. So. No. Yeah. So that is today's case. Well, because I was just, there is even that, um, the, like the really recent, um, suicide that's been all over the news and stuff. Right. Um, I think it. To, to which, is that how you would say his name? I don't think I know which one you're talking about. So he was Ellen's DJ. Oh, okay, that guy. Is that yes. how you'd say his name? It's like Twitch, T- I think. Twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, boss or something, yeah. So, and that, like, yeah, he had left his wife and I think they had two, two or three children behind. Yeah. Right? And Left his family behind. Like, yeah, like, I can't imagine how that family is going to heal from that. Yeah. So... So work on these things, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I said, description is down below. Okay. Hmm. If you need help, reach out. And seven months old, that is just like such a loss. It is. It really is. With that being said, I'm not going to do a plug of all our information. If you want to find it, it's all in the description of the, the podcast. I really want to highlight that. That hotline again, if it's there, if you need it, please seek that help. Other than that, until next time. Stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.